Hey guys, welcome to Concert Experience. With us tonight is Heffron Drive. We got a lot to talk about, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm Jamie Banks, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JamieBanks underscore. And with me are Kendall and Dustin from Heffron Drive. Hello. How are you guys? Hello. 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 And hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. So what have you guys been up to? I know you were in Italy just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Italy. That been was really jet fantastic. Jet-setting around. Yeah, Italy's, Italy was awesome. We had a great time there. We had eight shows. Uh, sold out. And that was after we were in Italy um, in November, late November? Right? Yeah. November. And we had like 13 shows. And what cities did you guys go to? Um, Naples, Bari, Lecce, Torino. Trieste. Trieste, Florence, Venice. Bologna. I'm so jealous. I studied abroad in Florence, so I absolutely love Italy. We actually, Florence is beautiful. We actually got to spend the least amount of time in Florence. Like, what, like the morning... We played just outside of Florence, then we went to sleep at the hotel, and then we woke up and got to like walk around for two hours before we went to the next city. So I got a backpack. Oh, you Florence. got a backpack? You got a backpack? Uh, oh, you know what we didn't get to see? We, we were debating to see a Statue of David, mm. and there was such a big line. You know, you can't take a picture of it. Well, you're not supposed to, but then you can kind of sneak it. That's. I mean, I'm thinking with cell phones nowadays, <laughs> everything is out the window because you could just like, you know, Take a little snapshot. But I, I have the pose. So they actually modeled this, they modeled the statue of David yeah. after Dustin. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. actually I'm actually nine feet tall. Okay. Yeah, naked. Or he, and, and you're the perfect man, because uh, that's what it's supposed uh, to be. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not take it too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming. And you have the best fans. I tweeted asking them what I should talk about today, and I got so much overwhelming support. It was so amazing. Look, they just want to help, you know? They just want to contribute to the questions. I saw some weird ones. Some weird ones. <laughs> I did look, and I saw. I like. I, I mostly like, really great ones. I have to really say, great, thank you guys so much for all your questions. Interesting ones. We'll get to a few of them tonight. Also, if you are watching live, feel free to join us in the live chat, and maybe we will say one of your comments. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the beginning of your band. Okay. So you guys started on Heffron Drive, and you just ran into each other. Or how did you guys meet? Well, uh, first of all, Heffron Drive is right down the street, which is really cool. So we're hometown boys here. We're both originally from Kansas, so I guess, you know, hometown there, hometown here. But um, we met in in Hollywood at the Arclight Theater in Hollywood. My brother had, we'd been, my whole, brothers and I had been acting my whole our whole lives, and so he had booked a part on Butterfly Effect. Yeah. And he went, we went to go watch, like, we said screening, but just all of our friends getting together to watch it together. And um, then Dustin walks in, and I guess his parents had met my parents in Kansas, and he was by himself, and he was like, my dad's like, hey, are you here with the group uh, to watch the movie? And he's like, oh, yeah. And Dustin was a very different kid then, very shy, <laughs> very reserved. And so he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. And he's like, I was like, oh, well, I'm the only one out here right now. Like, you want to hang? And then we just been hanging out as friends ever since best friends it's so crazy best friends forever oh so sweet Aww. and it's crazy that you're both from kansas it's kind of random really to be of out here places, in la yeah. 
But it seems like that's why you guys are both very gentlemanly like. Well, thank you. <laughs> I will take that compliment. You know, it's not we're not quite southern. We're it's like the midwestern gentleman. I don't yeah. know what the difference is between southern I feel like and... it's more friendly, I would say. Not that southern people aren't friendly, but just kind of like a very like kind soul. Well, yeah, because thank you because ch- southern would be like charming and like you solemn. want some sweet tea? Yeah, it's a solemn <laughs> gentleman. And we're like, hey, you want to be friends? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I just made that up, but that sounds right to me. It sounds right to me, too. Yeah. So in 2009, you tried out for Big Time Rush, and yes. that worked out. Yeah. And so instantly, I feel like your life was changed. Yeah. Uh, it was, a first of all, a big decision to even audition for it. I didn't really want to go out for it because, to my knowledge of what it was for, there was no name. It wasn't like Big Time Rush, the future awesome band. Mm-hmm. It was like Untitled Boy Band Project. And all I knew is that, like, well, I didn't really think about being in a boy band. And I guess I wasn't, like, super into it. But uh, I was like, you know what? I'm out here to act. Like, that's what I, I'm trying to do my whole life. I should probably go in on this audition. And uh, auditioned, callback, heard nothing for, like, six months. Uh, so I was like, well, that's gone. And then they called again. We're like, do another audition. Then audition, callback, and uh, booked it. And, I mean, the rest is history. My life changed after that, for sure. Definitely. The rest is history. And let's take a look at a clip from Big Time Rush. Yeah. Let's look at Till I Forget About You. Mm. Well. Love love that one. (laughs) It's It's coming. Here we go. Ooh, yeah. And feel free to narrate as you go. So, a really fun fact about this video, and you'll notice if you watch it. Um, so, we're a boy band, and you would think boy bands would have girls like looking at them in an admirable way. Yes. If you watch this video, all the girls absolutely hate us. <laughs> and the only people that we seem to like, or the only people that like us, are all the guys. So... We were chuckling about it when we were filming the video, like, this doesn't make any sense. They're, like, making these girls look at us like, who are these losers? <laughs> that and is funny. we just kept saying, like, oh, well, at least the skateboarding dudes like us, you know? <laughs> that is very true. Like, just, yeah, you'll, you'll see. It's like... I love it. And I love all your guys' dance moves, too. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I actually wore that shirt that I'm wearing. I, like, I wore that, like, you know... We kept most of our wardrobe, so I might still have that shirt. Wow. Do you have, like, a closet of all... That's good for the music video. Thank you. Do you have a closet of all your Big Time Rush memorabilia? I have uh, a few boxes of, like, really, like, okay, I'm going to want to remember this in the future. Um, A lot of fan stuff, of course. Uh, I mean, you can't keep everything, but I I keep the things that are like, oh, that's, like, I love that. And uh, a lot of the clothes... Too many clothes. A lot of the clothes. I, I was I was on set with them during that last season, and at the very end of the show, we went into like the booth on the on the show, and mm-hmm. we tried to take the microphones, and we were like, ha ha, like, free <laughs> microphones. Then we got home, and there were no capsules. It's an empty I mean, it's, microphone. It's an empty microphone. Oh, no. They're just dummy mics. I mean, we were on a television show for years, and we should have known that everything was fake on the show, <laughs> including the microphones. Like, True. But... Uh, you know, I guess we got our hopes up. Actually, Dustin raided the closet. They were like, look, go in there and take some stuff. Because we're like, you just go take some stuff. And so we all went in and took some stuff. The one thing I can't get rid of is in the very first Big Time Rush record, um, there's a picture, our, our cover, oh, it's not the cover photo, it's like the interior photos. It's like Kendall, James, Carlos, Logan, we each have our own page. I'm wearing a pair of red 
vans, like bright red vans. And I still have them, and I really, I can't seem to get rid of them. Because it's like, it's like, I'm pretty sentimental, you know? And that kind of thing is like, man, those were the, that was the first album. And I don't know, I'd probably do nothing with them ever. But I can't get rid of them. You could like frame them. Yeah. Shadow box box frame them. Or I might do like a, like a, like a raffle. Or you can make a scrapbook. They just cut, just cut <laughs> Take a picture. Take put a picture in a scrapbook. Of the shoes and put it in the scrapbook. <laughs> All your other cool See, but pictures. Then I gotta in there. get rid of the shoes, and that yeah. therein lies the problem. I think. I think. Or donating to a charity would be cool too. That's great. Some kid could be like, "Hey, oh, oh, oh," and be really excited about his shoes. Definitely. You could, you could put your shoes up there with like. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Michael you know. Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kendall Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Three best feet in history right yeah, there. I mean... Walking in the steps of greatness. It's historical stuff. Do you guys have a favorite memory from that chapter of your lives? Of the Big Time Rush the chapter? Big Time Rush oh, chapter. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, well, we went to the White House together. That was really cool. Got, wow. to, got to meet the man and the lady. Um, and so that was awesome. We met them a few times actually over the lifetime of Big Time Rush, so that was awesome. Uh, what else? Uh, traveling, traveling so many different places. Um, playing where, really big shows. Where is one of the f- best places you've traveled to? Uh, South um, America is always fun. It was it was cool getting to go um, to the Cristo Cristo de Redentor statue mm-hmm. in Brazil. You know, the yes. Big, the big guy. Um, we had a we had a day off. We actually had a couple days off in Brazil mm-hmm. on that trip. So we uh, we got to go to the statue, and then we went um, hang gliding off the side of a mountain. Wow! In Rio, in you Rio. are courageous. Yeah, so you go running off the side of a mountain, and then you land running on the beach. Thinking back on it, it looked kind of terrifying. Yeah, because <laughs> couldn't you you know hit something? Oh yeah, I mean hang gliding off of anything is dangerous, but it just was like you know not to say anything like bad about Rio but it's just like it did. there wasn't too many regulation checks it was mm-hmm. like yeah and then we just run and jump and it was like okay <laughs> I guess we're just gonna do it I enjoyed it we had a great time in fact I Dustin did it, I did, did it, it twice I did it twice yeah so we got down to the to the beach and we're running on the beach and we ended everything and he was like what do you what do you think how was it and I was like oh it's great and he's like yeah tell, tell the camera because there's a GoPro on the end of the on the end of the thing and, and I was like yeah good thing and he goes over and he takes the gopro off and he goes oh oh and i went what and he goes i forgot to hit record oh and no. i went no way he had to take it so he, he took for me, the you know the video he Aww. took me all the way back up and i did it again so you got to go twice honestly awesome. kind of lucky because i mean you, you could have done it twice anyway but yeah. just to get it and we were all waiting for him just sitting on the beach <laughs> waiting for him to come down that's yeah. so fun. Yeah. I mean, so many places, but that's like a highlight for sure. So you guys toured together for five years. Mm-hmm. Did you instantly click? Or you had known each other before, but did you click more than the others? Um, well, the thing was, is it was like, so Big Time Rush was happening. And then it was like, well, you know, it's a good thing I kind of knew Logan. I barely knew him. He was dating a, a girl that I had known since I was a kid. So I kind of knew him. So I felt good about it. But then it was like, well, they needed a guitarist for everything, for acoustic performances, for the big full band performances. And I was like, man, if I can have like my best friend on the road with us, like that would be really great. And so, I mean, yeah, I think we got closer than ever on the road. (coughs) When you spend that much time with someone, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, we were together, you know, 24 seven, pretty much five years straight. That's a long time to be with someone, but at least it's your best friend. Yeah, at least. (laughs) some great memories there 
So then in 2014, you guys got back together mm-hmm. and started another album. Yes. That was uh, interesting because, of course, coming out of Big Time Rush, we're used to a, a lot of, like, big grandeur and things like that. And then it instantly was like, <laughs> like, super small, keep it together, let's just get these songs done. And uh, I think uh, we're really proud of the fact that the first record was the deluxe uh, album was 16 songs. The regular was 11, but even to put out 11 songs is difficult. It's not easy. And to have such a small team doing it, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of. And the music speaks for itself, I think. I mean, the Division of the Heart, the one that you played first, that's the acoustic version, which we ended up doing an acoustic record, all 10 of the unplugged. original. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, unplugged. Um, Division of the Heart, like, you know, that was all stuff that we were super proud of. And, like, uh, now it really led the way to our creation of music later on and we learned a lot and so you started your own record company what was that like that was um just filling out a few pages of paperwork really really yeah you know it's like it highly technical i'm sure like (laughs) if i wanted to i mean i know if i wanted to i could go get an office Mm -hmm. but why you know so do you guys work out of like your own homes yeah well my my studio is in my house so that's like where we make the music, but everything else is just done on the phone anyway, you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe we should just go rent a space, just so we look super furni- professional. Put furniture in it, wear suits, hire like someone who doesn't even know what they're doing. Just put them in the front desk. Doesn't even speak English. Yeah, just to be there to make it look like we right. have. Very official. We'll I'll be like, your secretary. You Perfect. Can, yeah. Okay. We'll get like a fake palm tree and put it in the corner. <laughs> don't ask us what you need to do because we don't know. <laughs> We don't have anything for you to do. Can you but, yeah. see it expanding? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm joking about it, but really it's it's an avenue for us to release music independently. Um, and once we develop, I mean, we already have these strategies going for touring and for releasing albums, and there's no reason why we can't apply those to other artists. Uh, and for us, it's just the best part about it is not only can we help other artists, but we can make the music with them too. And there's not a lot of like executives of a label that know how to work a studio and produce a song True. so I feel good about that it's definitely an interesting perspective yes so you just came out with Rain Don't Come yes I love it it's awesome thank you thanks let's take a look at the music video awesome cool this is where I hallucinate Dustin so I what was your favorite part I about think. filming this video me <sighs> Me. Yeah, Dustin. Definitely. was the best part. So it seems like you're just kind of like standing over by the cactus, <laughs> kind of doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mirage in the in the, the desert. Kendall's uh, dehydrated and hallucinating. <laughs> and so I, I kind of, um, I pop up by the, the one Josh. I'll tell you what, if that find. doesn't make you want to give up, I, I don't know what does. Hey, look at here. I'm here to save you. I'm here to save you, buddy. <laughs> Where did you guys film it? In the desert, uh, just outside of Lancaster, California. So oh, okay. So was that, an hour and a half, maybe? Yeah, it was an hour and a half. It was 20 miles in, in, literally into the middle of nowhere. There was nothing around us. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> now, the wind looks like an effect, but it was actually really windy. Was it warm out, too? Freezing cold. Freezing. Oh, wow. We shot it in January. So almost painfully cold, actually. Yeah, you, I, you look like a little pink from cold. Yeah. <laughs> Windburn. Yeah, we we had uh, we had a drone drone pilot come out and we got a, we got a few shots off, but we didn't get as many as we wanted because the wind was it was 35, 40 mile an hour winds all day. So yeah, they actually crashed their drone. 
Really? And you should have seen how they reacted. It was like they their baby crashed into a mountain or something. Oh. Well, drones are expensive, yeah, right? Yeah, the guys like the guys like how's uh, how's the damage? And I was like, I don't know drones, but I mean the propeller looks broken. There was broken. a single teardrop coming down from his eye. He was so bummed out. So, so can you explain like the video a little bit? Now that's an animatronic horse. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a real horse. We, we, <laughs> got, he stole it from Saddle Ranch on yeah. the sunset. Um, the horse, funny enough, just a little fun fact. That is the horse of the woman that played my mother on Big Time Rush. Oh. And I said I knew they had a horse, and we reached out, and we were like can we use your horse? She's like, yeah. I mean, where's the thing? Is it nearby? And I was like, yeah, kind of. Was it in SoCal at least? I mean, yeah. The, yeah. Ho- the horse? The horse. No. Oh. The, well, the horse was yeah. in Ojai. Oh, okay. And we were in Lancaster, which is like, you know, couldn't be further away. You know, you kind of have to zoom out. So did they bring it on a trailer? They brought it and it, the horse, it was actually a, a movie horse, like trained, was comfortable around the camera. Um, and every time we needed, I mean, cause you know, you would think, oh, we'll just walk the horse, but it doesn't work like that. It's like a 2000 pound animal. And if it wants to just run off, it can. And the fact that he would walk the path that we needed him to, and then, then I got on top of him. So there's two people on top. Like <laughs> that was pretty impressive. And he was amazing. Shout Very out, beautiful. Shout out yeah. to whiskey. Shout out to whiskey. That's his it's name. Cool name for a horse too. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so what do the lyrics of the song mean? The lyrics of the song, um, well, the song really is about trying to achieve your dreams, and it doesn't always go the way you expect, and so you have to keep trying. The, the, the chorus itself, the, the point of it being repetitive is that we keep dancing, but the rain don't come, rain don't come, so we keep dancing anyway. You know, mm. it's like that kind of thing. And then, loosely, about the drought, I mean, it kind of applies to yeah. the drought that we're having. Very beautiful song. Thank I like you. it. <laughs> Thank you. So what is your writing process like? Um, hmm. it, you know, it's, I would say nine times out of ten, it the music with, comes first, and it comes from a synth line or a guitar riff or just something. anything. It, honestly, with that song, it was playing the, the first little, There's if you listen closely, there's like a dong, 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 dong. It's like an angoni, some random sample, and we just came across it and just started messing with it and then we're like oh i guess we'll build from there but it could be anything like really anything yeah and we have like in our iphones we have like notes of like cool lyrics or like song titles or something like that so we've even written songs just from like a title and being like oh well this is you know a cool concept you know let's see where we can run with that but i would say almost always the music comes first and then you know from that we kind of gauge the emotion and the feeling of the song. And, and you know what's really that. the funniest part of songwriting to me? It's the part of songwriting that if anybody else saw it, they would actually think it was hilarious or really weird. Is like the song is built, or to some degree, and you're like, well, let's make up some lyrics. And so it's like, and you're like the weirdest noises. And then it'd be like, oh, you take a stab at it, Dustin. He'll be like, just like it that. just huh. looks really stupid. And then but you record that and you're like, okay, now those, uh, we love the way that sounds. Then you have to like fill in the blanks with words that make sense. That's so interesting. This and then you get more poetic, you get so, more poetic as you go. Yeah, sometimes what we'll do is, is we'll just loop the verse or the chorus or whatever and we'll go into the booth and do exactly what he said 
and just do like four passes of it. And each time you try to change it, you're like you're like, okay, well, I've recorded that. Let's do something completely different. And then you listen. And then you, uh, like, we might switch, and I'll go in or whatever. And then we'll. It's called comping, and you just like take the best little parts of each one and kind of mold that together and create a melody. So then you have this collage of of madness, and then you apply words to the madness, and then song. It's so interesting. Do you guys ever fight or have different opinions? All no. the time. <laughs> no. How, who wins? How does it solve itself? I usually win. <laughs> it's true. You just kind of say this is Full what we're disclosure. doing? Full disclosure. Yeah. No, no. It's, it, ultimately, one of us has to decide on something, and we just get stuck. So sometimes it'll just be like, you know what? Let's just go with this. Uh, but that's the best part about what we're talking about, the way you write songs, is that you both are putting input by just making up random stuff and then you make a beautiful song out of it and, and the, the constant challenge is the is making it more poetic as you go because you have this base okay now you have lyrics but the lyrics are kind of you know hmm. the message is there but it could be more like wow that's profound um and so you just go back through and you just keep and a lot of times it, and this is the reason that we named the first album happy mistakes was because we would be doing something and we'd screw something up and then it would be like, Oh wow. That's, that's actually kind of cool. Like perfect. Like for instance, in, in, um, in nicotine, there's a clap and he looped the clap a little bit too far. So it goes, mm. and we were like, Oh, that's, that's actually kind of cool. Like, and when you hear so cool. when you hear it with the song, it creates this kind of cool, like movement like, and groove swing to, to it. it. Yeah. We're like, okay, well let's keep that. That's you awesome. Know? So it's always stuff like that that just, you know, kind of keeps the innovation process going. Yeah. And there's a lot of things like post-its that were a mistake that was genius. And so that was an instance of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy mistakes. And we have them all the time. So do you guys journal or how do you write new songs? Yes and no. Like what he was saying is like, he might just be driving down the street and have, oh, that's brilliant. Um, and then you write it down on your phone and you say that stuff. Of course. We have a ton of voice memos. A ton of voice mm-hmm. memos. I actually had my first... I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to give away my eventual song, but I had my first dream of a song. That is super cool. Just recently, and I woke up, and I was like, this is brilliant. No <laughs> one's ever heard it. He hasn't even heard it. I haven't heard it. Uh, but he, I know he's going to love it. I, you better. Did I, you frantically I like have, have to jot it down before you forgot? I, I grabbed my phone and did a voice memo. That's so cool. Yeah, and sang it. It was the weirdest thing. I just had it in my dream, and I was like, and then when I woke up, I was like, that has to be a song. And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, I don't think that's a song. Like, it doesn't sound like anything. So That's very cool. Who yeah. are some of your musical influences? Oh, man. Um, guitar-wise, I'm a big uh, Neil Sean fan, who's the guitarist of Journey. Um, Joe Perry. John Aerosmith. Mayer for guitar Mayer. I mean, and, and songwriting and everything. John Mayer is... John Mayer is incredible. If you really think about like his career he's had of music is incredible. However interesting of a guy he is, that's besides the point. But like his music is fantastic. We listen to Third Eye Blind a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, any, anything that, you know, is the great thing about like people like Third Eye Blind, John Mayer, they what their lyrics are interesting and the music is really interesting too. Like Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind was uh, an English major. So he has this huge vast amount of knowledge of words that I've never even I would never put in a song structure and hyperbole wow wow (laughs) I I don't even know what that means 
I just I remember it sounds word. cool. It's yeah, a, sounds cool. Go it's with a cool it. big word. Um, <laughs> and like, like the funniest thing about this is that where we are right now, like Dustin and I used I used to before I had my license, he would drive and I'd hop in his car and we'd drive around this neighborhood here and just listen to Third Eye Blind, Taking Back Sunday, Incubus, Fallout Boy, early Fallout Fall Boy. Boy, and we would just sing it in the car. If you saw two dudes having way too good of a time, <laughs> singing, that was us. That was us. That's so fun. Can yeah. you ever see yourself in another place besides L.A.? Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, I love L.A., and I, I consider this is my home, of course. And, but um, I'm a big proponent of wide-open spaces. I would like to be able to have a horse one day and, like, grow food, you know? Because you can have a little garden here, but it's, it's like, it's kind of a joke. Right? I, really like, I really like Austin. Austin's cool. Austin's, like, the, the L.A. of the Midwest, um, Nashville. Nashville's great. great place. I, I wouldn't mind having a place in Wichita where we're from, you know, that I could go back to and just kind of get away from everything for a little bit. And like he said, like, you know, have a little bit of acreage and where you can just like breathing room look and not just see something right there. Like just open space. That's nice. It's probably inspirational for writing music too. Totally inspirational. But you can get as loud as you want. And True. Not, and not worry about like, you know, pissing off your there neighbor was a, or something. There was a property in Wichita one time. I just you ever like go on like truly and just look at houses ever for fun. Even the ones like Online, you can't afford them, yeah. just like look at them. Well, I one time here I was like, oh, I'm gonna look back at what's going on in Kansas and see like what a, a good property is. And one around my old house I used to live. I lived in Andover, which is a suburb of Wichita, and. You can imagine pretty wide open. So I'm looking and I click on one of them. And this house, beautiful looking house. And it was on 90 acres. I'm like, oh man, 90 acres. That's crazy. And 85 acres of it was a lake. Oh, wow. And it was one of those lakes that they dug out for a sand pit. So it's a perfectly rectangular man-made lake. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, can you imagine being the guy in Kansas with a seaplane? <laughs> right? It would be like cool. landing at your lake in Kansas in a seaplane? On your buoys, yeah. Like that, I was like, I went off on a tangent of daydreaming. But where where are you gonna land anywhere else? Well, Cheney, Lake Cheney. Oh, okay. Yeah, any. I'm saying any lake. I mean, there's tons of lakes in Kansas. I'm just saying the fact that you have your own straight. It's like a runway, for a seaplane. You would have to get like those those ramps for like sea doos. Yeah, and and like do tricks like Waterworld. Yeah, like oh yeah, like Universal Studios Waterworld. Yeah. like Definitely like sounds that. like a dream house. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. It was. It's an interesting place, but I. I mean, my my brain just goes to man. I could just sit out there and go fishing. Aw. Yeah. Well, that's it's nice. It's the simple things. <laughs> so, do you guys have a band you'd like to collaborate with? Many. Walk Many. the moon. Walk the moon would be great. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter actually asked about that. If you really? could collab with them. Well, I I kind of collabed with them recently. I took a thirty-five millimeter photo of them. Okay. So that's. A tiny so maybe that's where they were getting that idea. Maybe, yeah. Uh, it was a cool picture, um, and we chatted. Apparently, we somehow know each other. Uh, yeah, we we've, it's we like, have like six degrees of separation. We have a couple of mutual friends, so I think that there is there is a pathway for connection. You if, know, if it needs to, to work with another duo, Twenty One Pilots. Cool. Similar type. Well, not similar type music, but similar type project. Um, what else? There's, I mean, there's so many bands that uh, Catfish and the Bottleman. It's is it weird for like bands to collaborate? Because usually you collaborate with like a singular singer or something. I or, guess like, a yeah, DJ. I, you you guys tell me. It, I don't it, know. It's kind of like with bands collaborating. It's like you know too much. It's like Captain American Civil on War. Stage, yeah, you know, 
That's like nine people on okay, stage. Okay, collab with a duo then. Okay. Uh, Sounds great. Hollow Notes. Yeah. Oh, Sounds good. that would be actually fantastic. So who's who? Well, I would be Daryl Hall, right? I mean, yeah, and I'm John. John Oates. Oates. I just got to grow out the stash a little bit more, and you know, put a Jerry curl in. If they <laughs> ever did a biopic of Hall and Oates, you're looking at Hall and Oates. Okay. I can't go for that. <laughs> uh, I get it. I can't go for that. No. You guys are good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just stumped me there. Actually, somebody on Twitter. It's funny you mentioned the facial hair. Um, somebody on Twitter wanted to know if you're going to go for No Shave November. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really hard. You just don't shave. <laughs> you just get a little <laughs> yeah, bit more lazy ha- than you, you normally are. You have to be are. okay with it, though. Yeah. Of it all growing well, out. Well, the thing is, is that I'm always okay with it. But, like, you know, like, people like my mom, she's not okay with it. I always get a text, maybe you should shave. You know? I'm like, mom, it's cool. You know, all the hip kids are doing it. I like to keep it, like, you know, nice and trimmed. Because I, I look slightly like a caveman if I let it go. <laughs> yeah, because should... sometimes it just grows in random spots. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one of those cool beards that's, like, nice and trimmed and, you know, you go to, like, competitions and stuff. No, mine just, like, you know, just kind of go all different directions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good. I was like, it's just him, not a good look. I was telling him recently I got, and this to me is a magical innovation, a beard trimmer that has a vacuum on it. That just sounds kind of like weird. So, so, like, as you're, <laughs> as you're going, it's... I guess it's clean. Doesn't go anywhere. You don't have to like clean up everything. You know it's what? really I, nice. I have a up. vacuum at home. Maybe I could turn on the vacuum, hold up the hose, and trim your beard. Trim. I mean, just it, sol- yeah. I just solved what a life. It problems. saves money, but also does not save face, though. Wow. Well. Anyone? Anyone? We're full of dad jokes, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys have. You're very punny today. Oh, <laughs> you did. Okay, it. so on a completely different subject, okay. a lot of <laughs> a lot of your songs are about dating. Are mm-hmm. these? Is this about real experiences in your life? The thi- the best part about writing songs about that are it's real experiences mixed with things you could imagine could happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because not everything we go through is worth writing a song about. But sometimes there's things that we haven't gone through that you imagine like, man, that would really be something that would pull on the heartstrings pulls on mine pulls on ours when we're writing it so hopefully it and that's one of the that's else. one of the main the main points of Heffron Drive you know we're we're you know we talk about things that are universal love love is universal it doesn't matter who you are you know sexual orientation anything like everybody feels love and everybody needs to feel love so if a song can evoke that emotion out of you and you know bring you up when you're feeling down you know that that's a good thing i think at least we think so. Yeah, I mean, we could spend our time writing like up in the club, smoking everything, you know. But it's just it just doesn't do anything. It doesn't for seem us. like it fits. You it guys. doesn't do anything for us. We're hopeless romantics, and that's just what comes out. And don't feel like you have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable. But okay. um, what what are your dating lives like? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm single, mingling. <laughs> single. I'm ready I'm curious, to mingle. How's the mingling going? The mingling is. Uh, it's pretty non-existent, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm optimistic. I'm I got my chin up. You're open to mingling. I'm I'm open 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 mingling. <laughs> and I have a lovely girlfriend. Oh, okay, very sweet. Yes. Cool. So um, let's get into like a little fun Twitter game. And this is I made these questions from Twitter questions. So it's just a bunch of random questions. Okay. And so just go with it. Okay, and I guess either of you or both of you can answer. Team Captain America or Iron Man? 
Mm. I just saw it, so I'm gonna go Iron Man. Is there something? Does that have something to do with it? No, I just like his attitude because he's like funny. He's quick. Yeah. I'm gonna say what Ryan Reynolds said on Twitter. I'm Team Hello Kitty. Team Hello Kitty. Okay. Yeah. Go with it. Um, favorite TV show from the '90s? Full, uh, not Full House. Um, Home Improvement. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I would, I would say either All That or Everybody Loves Raymond or Friends. Do you remember the song to All That? This is All That. Anything Nickelodeon in the '90s was perfect. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was a good one. Double Dare. The subtle Nickelodeon plug. I'm not even <laughs> saying that. That was Team that was full irony that I ended up working on a Nickelodeon show because I only watched Nickelodeon. I mean, I watched Dexter's Lab, Cartoon Network here and there, but like, I was in like you know some kids watch Disney. I used to just watch the Disney movie of the weeks. Luck the of the Decoms. Irish. The Decoms. Yeah. I used to watch they just those. Did a marathon of those. They did. I yeah. missed it. I wish it was like I saw that. A 40 marathon. <laughs> Okay, I have a confession about about ninety shows. I was obsessed with Walker Texas Ranger growing up, and I've seen every episode. There's not an episode I haven't seen. Oh, you know what? Not that it's I don't know to confess, I guess, but X Files. I used to love X Files. X Files was good. I yeah. watched the new season. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I used it's to like watch- it, nothing changed. It was like the same thing. Cool. Good answers. Um, favorite so TV like, show. She's like, we do have other questions. <laughs> I mean, we'll elaborate as much as you want. Uh, favorite TV show today. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm really, this is so stupid. Everyone's going to think I'm such a nerd. I'm really into the blacksmithing shows. Blacksmithing <laughs> shows? Which ones? There's shows, uh, well, Forged in Fire is a competition show. Hmm. And then there's one called Iron and Fire. I you see a theme here. Um, <laughs> Iron and Fire about this guy named Casey something in like Tennessee or Kentucky. And he's like one of the number ones, number one like blacksmith, uh, original weapons craftsman in the country. And to see what this guy does with metal, like that's not, that's no joke. I mean, this guy's like hammering and uses all, of, uh, anyway, yeah, never mind. So you secretly <laughs> wish you were a blacksmith. Kind of. Okay. And then another life. Um, I... Maybe this life. I watch, <laughs> admittedly, a ton of HGTV, uh, a ton of the Cooking Network and what the Food Network. What is wrong with and us? Then, <laughs> and then um, I just started watching The Path on Hulu. Okay. Um, and then I found this other show called The Prophet on, C- on CNBC. I can't even believe this. And it's like a cross between Shark Tank and Bar Rescue. Oh, with the guy that's got the missing the hair up here? I think so. And I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to his hair, but... I mean, you can't miss it. Well, I guess I did. Oh, wow. Anyway, great show. Good. I'll have to check it out. Favorite Disney movie? DCOM uh, or? Either. I get, that applies. Brink. Brink. Good one. Uh, what was the motorcycle one? Motocross. Oh, you I know, know that? all the DCOMs. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> I really like that one. Um, Disney movies. Let's, let's do classic. classic okay, so a- animated, animated Disney movie. Let's do that one first. Uh, you know what? Mulan. Ooh. Good choice. I do love Mulan. Um, Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Walking Dead. <sighs> Never gotten to Game of Thrones. I watched one episode and then that was it. It gets the a little first. bit faster. I've, I think the first few episodes are the slowest. Well, you know what got me was they started killing off important characters right away and I was like, I'm done with this. I 
I'm a sentimental guy. I told you. <laughs> so when they do that, you need all your characters. It, makes, it hurts. Yeah. Favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Yeah, you know what? Because it's right before my birthday, Halloween. Biggest pet peeve? I know Dustin doesn't like when people smack their food or like gum or anything. Loud chewing. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 had a, I had another good one. I thought about it. I have like day. a common sense pet peeve. Like when it's like, hey, that space isn't open, so go to that space. You know, like things like that. Or like in the Whole Foods parking lot, it's getting real. You know, people are driving around. It's crazy in there. It's going some, down. In, in the, the Whole Foods. No, that's actually a song. It's going down in the Whole Foods parking lot. You're it's like a comedy me. song. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, up, let's guys. let's finish off this with speed round. Okay. Kay. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Cake. No shave. No. Oh, we already talked about that. Dream vacation spot. Um, Turks and Caicos. Tahiti. Inspirational idol. American. <laughs> However you want to answer, <laughs> go um, with it. Uh, Dustin, cat or dog? Dog. Dog. Favorite food? Pizza. Mexican. Favorite song that's not yours? Uh, the background third. Eye what's blind. the new song that's out? I took a pill in Ibiza. Oh, uh, roses by Chainsmokers. Yeah, I like that one. And now describe each other in three words. Um, each other? Each other. You want to go first? Or do us do one, 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 one? Yeah, one. let's do that because it's going to take me a minute. Let's stare at each other. <laughs> it's bonding, you know. Funny. Charismatic. <laughs> Two in- more. Inquisitive. <laughs> Incredulous. Hmm. Passionate. Stinky. What? <laughs> hey, that's three. That's three. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can we expect from you guys in the future? Um, Hopefully, he showers. <laughs> well, <laughs> not if you play your cards right. <laughs> um, well, you can uh, look for us. We're going to actually go to astronaut school. You're so sarcastic. We're giving up on music. Oh. Yeah, you know, we're shooting for the stars. That is very punny. That was so... That was pretty funny, Told you guys, actually. dad jokes all uh, night. No, what can you expect from us? You can expect more music, more content, more videos. We should do more things like this, because this is You should is, come back. We funny. had so much fun. I mean, we're, is it weird to say that I feel that like we could funny? talk for another hour if we wanted to. Yeah, we probably we could. could. We gotta get some cocktails in here, and then... <laughs> you guys are gonna go to Italy, and you're going to get a great award called the Kids Global Icon Award. That is so awesome and amazing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, Italy has been a, a real blessing, and we're just proud to be able to uh, accept that award. And you have another tour coming up, maybe? Yes, we're playing some shows in Italy. We're doing international shows. We are doing shows in the States. No dates announced yet, Ooh. but there will be dates announced. That will definitely be awesome. And mm-hmm. do you have any other singles coming out? Maybe. Maybe, I'm Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't talking about that. Oh, oh. Music. Oh, sorry. Squirrel. Um, let's just say... Let's just say we have a lot more in store for the fans of Heifer on Drive. Cool. Well, I know your fans are loving you guys, and they are so passionate, so thank you, drivers, for all your support. Anything you want to say to them? Uh, well, thank you. Because of you guys, Dustin and I have a job. I'm not sure what we would do if we weren't doing this. 
astronauts, maybe. But blacksmiths. Blacksmiths. Honestly, I might just get into it anyway. <laughs> but for real, thank you guys so much. Um, so many of you show up all the time to every show, and that makes us feel really great. And um, we feel very blessed to be able to have fans who care about us, and we will do our best to make quality music for you guys to listen to. Very touching. I think you. he sums it up, right? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have put it better. Well, awesome. Thank you Damn guys right. so much for coming. <laughs> I had so much fun with you. Thank and you. thank you guys for watching. And I'm Jamie Banks, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JamieBanks underscore. And with me, final goodbye. Oh, oh, so long. I'm Kendall. That's Dustin. We're in Heffron Drive. Bye, guys. Thank you. Rain don't come. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 